Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The Glitter Boys! All right, sweet. All right, I'm really interested in this new character. All right, what do I get? Suit of clothing, backpack, mega damage armor, a laser disc player. Sweet. Now, where then the fuck am I going to find a laser disc? <laughs> so, here's the thing about a system that's been running this long the technology has moved past the imagination of where it was when the books were written. You, you will come with, with a DV camcorder with, with discs. You will come with a radio that can go all of 15 miles. Wow. So <laughs> how do you fit our understanding of modern technology into an older, barely digital and primarily analog age? Now, this is an interesting question because we're still playing characters, archetypes of characters that are dealing with tech that's not quite up to modern spec anymore. You're talking about technology that is theoretically more advanced than the society that's playing it. That, that's, that's the concept behind any, anything with mecha and, and, and robots, unless it's intentionally steampunk, which Rifts is not. Robotech is not. So... Instead of having what's basically a phone booth follow you around, today we, we have a cell phone. So how do you integrate that? Do you hand wave it? Do you make up entirely new rule sets for it? Do you just say your radio is a communicator and your heads-up display is not looking like an 80s video game? I mean, how, how do you do this? Because as a GM, you're going to be dealing with a modern player. And your modern player is fairly technically advanced, uh, is, is a tool user of a far greater amount than we were in the 90s. We still had rotary phones, for God's sakes. Yeah. Cell phones were huge. Calculators. Yeah. <laughs> when I run games like this, it's a difficult conundrum. The older I get, I keep wanting to go back and run these games that I grew up with that I still think are perfectly viable games and really fun to play today, like Rifts. But the expectations of players are firmly rooted in their understandings of reality and the way that they have grown up. Whereas you can go back and watch something like Stranger Things mm -hmm. and you can get into the moment because you understand that this takes place in that era. This is a story that is happening in the 80s. Therefore, it is constrained by 80s technology. Yeah. But you can't really apply that logic when you think of something that happens in the future, but is constrained by 80s technology. And a lot of that is the same feeling that you will get when you watch sci-fi movies that were made in a former era that did not really think about the fact that people wouldn't be wearing the same fashions anymore or did not put any effort into you know, trying to imagine fascinating new technology as opposed to what if today, but one more thing kind of stuff. Yeah. And we're looking at you when we say that, Red Dwarf. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. No one is ever going to want to carry around a pocket full of irregular shaped crystals to store data on. Just we're not. We're not. There, there's easier ways to do things. No one is ever going to plug a crystalline sphere into their button console. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's just not how that works. You have to step back and have a conversation with yourself about getting into the spirit of the game and the world. It's, it's like looking at cyberpunk. The cyberpunk genre, as we know it and grew up with it, doesn't actually make all that much sense when we think about how technology has changed. In some ways, they got things right, but in the vast majority of it, they got it horribly wrong. Just this limited worldview of understanding. When we go back and play something like Shadowrun, which is a game that I love dearly it's it's one of the games that got me through life and that was that was a difficult thing to do after wireless became ubiquitous but it didn't even exist in something like Shadowrun. you have to get everybody on the same page and everybody has to agree to suspend their disbelief and to accept the constraints of the world that they're playing in or you can make a bunch of on the fly calls in our and the campaign we're playing in right now, NP, NPC has done that, especially in the realms of uh, targeting two-way radio communications and heads-up displays for Mecha. Well, not Mecha; these are these are our power armor because it's Rifts, not not Robotech. But um, a, a lot of that becomes, yeah, you can do that because it's it's you're you're taking the spirit of the future to the player, so. You, you have to move it ahead of what the player knows. That doesn't mean the missiles are better. That doesn't mean the guidance systems are better. But that does mean that the radio will probably work further. That does mean that your two-way wrist comp can probably access the Chai Town classified ads. That, that does mean a few things that it doesn't mean specifically in the book. And I don't think that you should be too wedded to the concept of exactly what's in the book. One thing that I think can help, at least in Rifts, if you think about the way that technology is implemented in the Rifts universe, here's a way that I can mentally justify technology actually existing the way it does with its limitations, despite our present society already having surpassed it in some ways. And that is, you know, it's kind of a hand wavy thing, but, you know, again, remember, comic books. This is based on comic books. So using comic book logic here, you have some ancient historian in the comic book explaining why things work the way they do. And his explanation to you, the reader, is by the 21st century and beyond, so much data and knowledge had been exactly that digital data. When the world went to shit, so much digital data was just lost forever. Who prints instruction manuals anymore? Where are the technical manuals? They're from the 80s and the 90s. Everything beyond that was all digital format. So now you have these people 200 plus years later crawling out of the dark age of oblivion, trying to relearn old technology. And some of it is just so arcane. Like Mm -hmm. they don't quite understand the concepts of three-dimensional programming or quantum computing or things that would have become common knowledge of computing in the late 21st century, but who printed manuals on that? Were the books? No one, yeah. I still say Chi-Town Tinder is a thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think there's actually references to that kind of stuff in some of the books. Yeah. There's arguments to be made either way, honestly. And yours makes a lot of sense because, I mean, after a bomb... Uh, after a, a, a vast EMP of explosion, uh, after the oceans swamp the server farms. Yeah, I mean, that's all gone. 
Uh, you're no longer able to have the satellites to bounce because there are things that live up there and they are angry. Yeah. Now, hold on. There is a rifter, I believe, that goes into a greater explanation of why technology is the way it is related to communications and mm -hmm. how there are no satellites, so long-range communication is difficult. But it talks about things that the coalition is doing to circumvent that, which is one of the explanations of why they have a military edge because they have a greater communications network. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Think about it though. After something like that, if you did find a CD that would have survived, a CD player can be powered. A CD player can be understood. A CD burner would still work. You, you wouldn't have, you know, you wouldn't have iTunes. You wouldn't have Pandora. You wouldn't have, you know, Spotify, mm -mm. but you'd have that cassette tapes would work. Maybe they the they, they degrade. Them. Oh, that's the Pharaoh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pharaoh and film isn't isn't good, but for long term storage. But records. Uh yeah. Vinyl. Yeah, right. Vinyl would work as long as it didn't get too hot, and as long as it wasn't like smashed and cracked because they're large. Is the problem? Yeah, yeah, and vinyl gets brittle with age too. Brittler. That's why data crystals are so fun <laughs> because the concept of, you know, the, the theoretical math, the theoretical sci-fi concept of the crystal being like the infinite matrix of storage. But okay, hear me out. Okay. I, I get it that, you know, you think nobody wants to lug around some data crystals and physically plug it into a thing. Yes. But isn't it fucking cool? And doesn't it create a Johnny mnemonic moment? The concept of the data courier now becomes a story element that you can use. I just didn't like that all the crystals were different shapes. There was one reader. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. One shape. No, I'll have but to they do always the same pulled shape. out a handful of differently shaped crystals. What is this that from? bothered me. Star Trek original series. Oh, dear God. No, 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 no. You can't. You cannot even go to Star Trek because they made up Technobabble on the fly. There were no real rational <laughs> reasons for anything that they did. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Star Trek. I love Star Trek. Star Trek is not a good example of logical science. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but a lot of shows have done that. It's not just Star Trek. Yeah. Solid state, though. You're right. It, it, everything would have to be solid state. All the surviving pieces. One of my favorite sci-fi role-playing games is TSR's Alternity System. And one of the things that I like is that at certain technological levels, they do have data crystals. Now, again, this was the late 90s. So it's before wireless was a thing and infinite mm -hmm. storage was a thing kind of thing. But but still, I do like, they just looked cool. Little little crystals that you just sort of plug into a crystal port, but they were all the same size. Yeah. But I do love the idea of the MacGuffin being a thing which holds data. Well, when you think about it, there's not a lot of things that have really changed. It's communications and storage. You know, the, the TVs have gotten flatter. The, the the old CRT style monitors that you see in a lot of the older pictures are, are mm -hmm. long gone, but that that's a minor thing. The one thing that sci-fi still gets wrong consistently every time is this strange fantasy that in the future, all plugs and connections are interchangeable. No, my friend, oh, yeah. <laughs> it never has been and it never will be. <laughs> It never will be that. You will always, always, always have to find a high price adapter in order to do anything. And in the future, 
the apocalypse. If you want to get that USB drive to work in, you know, your your Samson armor, you got to go find like eight different adapters and build a fucking chain. <laughs> <laughs> Plug it in. I was I was just thinking of how you know powering the computer too. First, you have to whip up the goat that's in the in the wheel that generates the electricity. Yeah, I know. Like I've played games before where players are like, "Well, it's just computer. I'll just take the cable and plug it in." It's like, dude, these are computers from two different eras of of reality. Yeah. No, <laughs> they are not compatible. Yeah, not only that, but I mean, the 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 plug is probably not what modern power would run on. I mean, you can go to Europe right now and try to yeah. plug in your iPhone adapter, and I promise you, you're gonna have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think it will be easier after the fall of civilization? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you can go the other way with it, kind of the uh, the Greg Bear way, and just free up information. Because when you think about it, Rifts is a world of implants. Bionics are uh, are a huge thing, and while the the storage might be outdated, and the capabilities of a wrist comp might might be outdated, you can take that and free that up to make it where it's not offensive to the modern sensibility. Okay. What do you mean by free that up? Because we were just talking about plugs, mm-hmm. but when you think about it in a lot of riffs, you, you are, you, you're the adapter there. There's the finger plug is, is a common bionic and that allows you to interface with computer mm-hmm. by poking your finger into it by R2D toing it. Yeah, I would think that if you had something that you paid for with, you know, your body, then you probably were at least forward thinking enough that it had five different jacks that you could swap between (laughs) kind of thing. (laughs) There's 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 a bit of hand waving there. But the concept being that if you find some ancient fucking computer or strange object and you need to connect it to your car, you know, gonna have a hard time unless you're like an operator or something yeah. where like that's what they do is like you know yeah. oh, i'm gonna take this wire splice it take this to sh- 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 some duct tape and we're connected yeah it's it's more than just stepping from a six to a 12 volt system you know there, there's <laughs> there's techno wizards and protoculture involved and everything's all fucked now yeah every time somebody says something like that to me like oh i just plug it in oh how different can they be i want to ask them do you know what that little red switch on the back of your computer does and they'll say like what little red switch and i'm like oh yeah just go look at it can you tell me right now what that switch does crickets Hold on, I'm looking at the back of my computer. It's on the power. It's on the power supply. Just tell me what it does. That's all you got to do. Tell me what it does. I'm not moving my computer. We're recording right now. What am I doing? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not challenging you. It's just more of a, I, I, w- I always invite people to like, okay, tool, tell me the difference between a 9 volt and a 12 volt. Tell me what that means. Okay. Tell me what amperage means. Uh, okay. Can you read a power supply and tell me what all those numbers and those symbols and the pluses and the minuses and the weird little things, what those mean? The vast majority of people who think you can just plug it in have no yeah. idea what those things mean. I'm not going to go into a lecture here on electrical uh, wiring and whatnot. All you need to know is that you know how hard it is to find a replacement power supply for your laptop when yours breaks? Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, now multiply that by Armageddon. Multiply. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that said, I I think me and a couple of like-minded individuals have amassed a pretty good library for when when rifts happens. I have a a book called the the Book of Scientific Literacy and the Book of Technical Literacy. Ooh. 
So after after we're done there, I'm going to go look up what that little red button does. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, you can either hand wave it and let them do the future thing. And you can even have some fun with it because, you know, Chai Town Facebook has got to be a blast. Or you you can you can purist it. This is what survived. There there is there is no wireless. There is no there is no net. The a net is two computers plugged in and then split off to a third computer from a wire that runs yep. and that has to be defended. I think one thing that is also very important is to know your audience or read the room. Know who you're playing towards. If you're playing towards a group of electrical engineers, you you gotta let them know in advance. Look, I know you guys know more about this than me, but my rule is the rule. Do not correct me and do not argue with me. I'm going to make a call for the sake of fun, for the sake of storytelling, for the sake of presenting a challenge to your characters. You are electrical engineers in a current age of knowledge. Your characters are not. So don't don't push your knowledge on me and don't expect things in this comic book based world where dragons exist to work the way that you expect it to. When you can't even 100% count on physics working 10 feet in any direction from you, if you're especially if you're close to a ley line. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good rule of thumb, no matter what your, your situation is no matter what system you're in, always be clear with how the world is to your players. And it'll, it'll, it'll definitely help. I remember when we started Palladium uh, Fantasy and you're like, this is a brutal place. Think before you do. <laughs> well, in, when we get back to our Rifts game, I'm planning on implementing a little bit, a few things to add a little bit more brutality to it based on some rules from Rifter number 30. <laughs> Which I really like. Not all of them. Some of them are a little ridiculously crunchy. But we'll figure it out. You know, we'll talk soon. Did you have a a number for that rifter that went into some modern world convenience? I don't. The one about the coalition? Yeah. No, not offhand. I know it's on my shelf, but I I don't remember which one it is. But it does talk about how they've established communication networks. Yeah. All right. See the the show notes for that. Yeah. All right, that I, I don't think I have much more to say on this. Um, you, you can play it either way, but it is something that you probably will be faced with. So it's not the world's worst idea to prepare in advance, at least your own statement on it. I think some of the difficulty that you'll find is inherent to the fact that Rifts is considered a, an apocalypse. But it's an apocalypse that has clear, clear evidence of existing technological societies. Now, compare it to another apocalypse, which I'm fond of, which is a role-playing game called The American Survival Guide, which is essentially the role-playing game of the show Thundar the Barbarian, with the serial numbers filed off. That is a far future apocalypse where crazy shit has happened that just makes no fucking sense whatsoever, where there are cults obsessed with, you know, hamburger clowns. There are people who... Their their past lives, they were a smoothie. Like it's a it's a very fa- <laughs> fucked up kind of anything goes world, where you know you just might find out in the middle of nowhere, attached to nothing, a working Keurig machine or something. There's the technology from something like that is so much easier to hand wave because you can accept the fact that this this setting is fucking wacky. Yeah. Whereas when it comes to something like rifts, 
you really do have to sit down and mentally work <laughs> systems in your in, in place to explain why you're doing things the way that you are, despite evidence, despite history having already caught up to you kind of stuff. Yeah. I'd, I'd also like to say that as a 30-year-old game, 30 plus, I don't know that this is a problem shared by another system. Technology moving so far ahead that the future tech that is supposed to wow and awe the player is laughable and quaint. Shatterrun, for example, which we talked about already, had has across multiple editions corrected itself and adapted. It has acknowledged the fact that it is essentially an alternate history because yeah. it branches off in the 90s. That they split and things happen a little bit differently. But we've already passed several major Shadowrun events, such as Goblinization and the Great yeah. Ghost Dance and all of those things, which never happened, of course, in our reality. But they do a good job of bringing things back into the fold, such as 4th edition Shadowrun finally made everything wireless. Mm-hmm. And then 5th edition was like, uh, we're going to walk that back a bit. You still want to plug in because it's cool. <laughs> Whatever. Rifts hasn't had that because it is still the same system. Like the closest it's thing still we the got. the same edition. Well, we got the ultimate edition in 2005. But again, that's still 16 years now out of date. Yeah. And it didn't change the system. They just changed what things in the system RCCs can do and, and OCCs can do. They did add a very good note, though, which I thought was a very forward thinking in the technology section, talking about computer storage, saying that they didn't want to date themselves by putting exact computer storage sizes and whatnot. They're like, yeah. by the time this is released, it's already going to be greater than it was when oh, I was sweet. writing it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps it. I think we could talk so much more in just a rambling, tangential way because it's it is a deep subject. It's it's a big subject. Yeah. But like I said, this is this is a niche of a niche. I mean, we're not. I don't think like Shadowrun has had to deal with the same problems, but they've also had multiple editions to deal with it. And while there has been many editions of Rifts, the system hasn't changed. Yeah. Just just what each thing is within that system has. But I mean, it's still it's still SDC. It's still mega damage. It's not like Thaco came and went. I mean, it's a it's a completely different way of looking at it. It's the same game for such a long period of time. And think about that for a second. Till from the time that a compact disc was an amazing piece of future tech to the present. I miss mini discs. I thought they were cool. <laughs> I don't think anything that's come since has been as cool as the mini disc. It just fucking looks sweet. You yeah. Flick it between your fingers. It just looks badass. Of course, I just I think, have this 90s bounty hunter of the future vision stuck in my head as the epitome of cool. Yeah. <laughs> kind of doing the, uh, what's it, Iceman from uh, Top Gun? Yeah. Flipping it through his fingers. <laughs> like a mini disc, flip it between yeah. your fingers. <laughs> Do you think the Rogue Scholar comes with a personal hotspot, I suppose, is the whole question of the episode. Ooh, Rogue Scholar? Maybe not. But the Operator? Maybe. Yeah. There are hacker classes in some of the Rifters, yeah. so... All right, yeah, this, this could just keep going <laughs> <laughs> into the minutia. All right, thanks for tuning in, everyone. I hope this was of some help to you and some, something to think about. And the long story short is... This has never been a problem before for any other game because most games peter and die or, or revamp themselves. This one, still going 30 years later. 
So yeah, a lot of games that have faced this problem have faced it because they're old games that just sort of you know existed in a period of time. Yeah, we're still getting Rift's books, and yeah. they're still based in this understanding of a setting. And you know what? It's never going to change because there's so much out there. Kevin doesn't want to invite invalidate anything that's already been put mm-hmm. out. I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hundreds of books. Yeah, if you count Megaverse the Rifters, certainly. Yeah. yeah. All right, that should wrap this one. Thanks yeah. for tuning in, folks. It was a bit of a ramble, but we hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, drop into our Discord. Let us know your thoughts on technology and how it works in your Rifts games, how you explain it. And uh, hang around just long enough to buy some merch from our store. Yeah! <laughs> Blatant shilling mode activate. <laughs> hey, NPC, where can they find the name of our, our Discord? Breakfastpuppies.com slash Discord. We have links in our show notes. We also have links to our stores and links to any of the books that we talk about. I always make sure and link them online for your convenience. Have we ever spoken of what Breakfast Puppies is on this show? I don't think we have. Maybe we should. What else do we do, NPC? Breakfast Puppies is the name that I chose for my basically, I guess you would call it my podcast network. More of a company. I mean, it technically is a company. It's hard to explain. I really like editing podcasts. I really like talking and I like talking with people and I like putting in the work to make that sound awesome. So we just started doing podcast after podcast after podcast. We started with Have Movies Will Game, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. We then moved into a few others. I've got another one that I do called Bikers, Dice and Bars, which is heavily focused on being a nerd and a biker and a drinker. Probably in Portland, <laughs> but not necessarily. It just crosses a lot of genres that the hosts, we all have these in common. And there's the Glitter Boys. But there was also a short-lived one called A Hammer Crawl, which was put on hiatus thanks to COVID. Yeah. It really just doesn't work that well with an online group. It's a randomly generated 100% procedural death trap kind of meat grinder dungeon experience meant to be funny. And it was. Yeah, it just, so. it just doesn't work that well when everybody's online because it the timing was off. Yeah. But if you ever wondered what that bark was and that high-pitched voice at the beginning, that's Breakfast Puppies. <laughs> that's <laughs> that, that's kind of like the holding group for all of these, all of these podcasts in our own little yeah. pocket empire. Okay, that explains that. Thank mm-hmm. you, NPC. Breakfast and puppies are my two favorite things in the world. Anyway. <laughs> fucking word. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. 
All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. 